Hey everyone, this is Brian with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. As usual, I am joined by my good buddy, Marina Finelli. Marina, how are you? Doing well, Brian. Uh, today we're going to be talking about our fourth myth uh, in the myth countdown. So okay. we're getting close to the top. And um, I've kind of combined two here. So the myth that I always hear, or you can even read in some dog books, is a dog's tail wagging means they are happy, or their hackles raised means they are angry or aggressive. Okay. So let's start with tail wagging. Right. Yeah, we hear that one a lot from clients. Yes. And it'll come up because, you know, they've been seeing some reactive behavior from their dog or their... They feel like the bark their dog is uh, putting out there is, quote, aggressive. And they go, but the tail is wagging. And it took me a couple of times of someone saying that to me to realize, oh, they think right. that means their dog is joyful. Right. Um, and so, so maybe the, the, the intro part of this or the preface to this should maybe be that people are talking about one part of a dog communicating. They're right. not they're not taking into account the tail along with the ears, along with the carriage of the body. And the tone of the bark. The breathing, the tone of the bark, all that stuff. They're just talking about one thing and they're not seeing the others. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So first of all, your dog doesn't really show joy through its tail wagging or even barking or, or whatever it's doing. They're really displaying excitement. Right. Um, what I always say is dogs are kind of the scale of calm to excited and the environment determines if that's going to be positive or negative. And, and to what degree? A, a, right. So, so, you know, uh, it's, it's above zero and below zero. So, so when I'm talking to clients, I'll say, I'll say, you know, zero with the tails not moving that, you know, it may even be kind of, uh, kind of just hanging there and then some excitement. I call interest and then a lot of excitement. Yeah. I just call excitement, but right. then, then there's a downscale of, then we go into excitement leading to, to aggression. Right. And, and you'll see that at a dog park, dogs will be playing the excitement levels, raise and raise and raise. And all it takes is one of them to get offended. And then you have four excited dogs and suddenly that excitement is going in a negative direction. So you get a brawl right? versus they were just playing with each other before. Um, so I would say that, again, that positive or negative feeling doesn't really originate in the dog. They're just responding to what's being given to them. They're more, they respond better if they're calm. Right. It, they have to raise up their excitement level before they jump into a dog fight. But regardless, tail wagging is just being interested in something. Mm -hmm. And what you look for before um, from your dog's tail to see if they will take action is that tail to stiffen briefly. Right. Sometimes that's a play launch. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's um, an aggressive lunge. And and that's that's one of the things that I find most interesting about this and, and talking to clients is is that in in puppies you know not just not just canids but but big cats as well um, play is practice for hunting. Yeah. So I always say you know how we used to play cops and robbers. Right. Yeah. Or you know. My brothers wrestled, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, it's play, but but it, but it is it, it satisfies is, an instinct, right? It is it is physical, and in some cases, it is it is violent. And so, 
So I guess another part that I wanted to, to make sure we, we tell our listeners about, I keep wanting to say readers, listeners, um, is that you need to be able to, to take all of the parts of the, of the body into account to decide, okay, this excitement is going which direction. It's and going then you also play. just kind of read the tone. Sure. You know, or energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the energy, the circumstances around it. But is this excitement in, and it's building? Is it going towards play or is it going towards an attack? And and that you can't do by looking at one part of the body. You have to take all this into account. You need to take, like you said, the environment, the tone into account of the other dog. And are there other? Are there even more dogs around? Are there other people around? And how is everyone contributing to this? And then you have to be really good and practiced at this to be able to take all that into account and make a decision and then act in a split second and yeah. then either decide yeah i better step in or no this is going to be cool it'll be fine right right uh, so so the tail wagging i'm sorry go ahead that's all right so when it comes to your dog's tail wagging I, you sorry say? i gotta stop here you just picked up the bowl that has m&ms in it and it's empty yeah. because i didn't hear anything rattle around and and the the I it was like a, to eat it was peanut a, M&Ms. It was a minor look of crestfallenness <laughs> on your face. <laughs> yeah, oh you our, our listeners don't get to don't get to see that, but uh, but that was. <laughs> if anybody really likes this podcast, and I'm their favorite speaker, peanut M and M's are my favorite. You can send them to us. Yeah, yeah. Feel, feel, feel free to text me. I'll give you uh, and bubbly water. <laughs> Okay, so now that you're uh, you've got that out of your system, you're right. no, more, no longer depressed about the lack of peanut M and M's. My tail stopped wagging. <laughs> That's right. yeah, if you had a tail, that tail would have just dropped oh, to the floor. Yeah. Okay. Let. Okay. So tail. Um. Let's talk about height. Sailor and Sasha, I think, couldn't be more opposite from each other if you look at their body language. For new listeners, Marina's Chesapeake Bay Retriever Sailor is a and, dominant male, and her German Shepherd Sasha. My German Shepherd. <laughs> it, has, it has a couple of H's in it. My German, German Shepherd, Shepherd Sasha, Sasha is not a dominant female. She's a pretty sub, pretty submissive unless female. She's getting sa- more confident. Unless you're sailor and you're chasing a ball, in which case she's all about barking and going after him and trying to control him. Yeah, but it's a game. But she's still trying to dominate him. It, yeah, but then all but he the- has to do is turn around and tap her and she's she walks herself inside. <laughs> so tell me that dog is dominant. Anyway. Sasha's natural tail position is down, straight down between her legs. Right. Uh, this is another kind of body language cue a lot of people misunderstand. That's not the same as tucked. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tucked, curling under the body, yeah, that's sort of a fear or sign of extreme discomfort. Or, or extreme submission. I've seen that too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it'll happen when some dogs are not comfortable enough to roll over. But they really want to show to another dog that, yeah, I've seen this in, in puppies. I feel like that is kind of the same as discomfort. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. We may have another podcast on our hands with this topic. Okay. <laughs> because like you said, not, not comfortable enough to roll, but trying to show high levels of submission. Right. And typically I see that from a puppy that is trying to remove themselves and the older dog won't allow them to. Yes, and and so and we're getting a bit a bit more off topic here, but then it goes back to flight, fight, or freeze. The limbic system. Yep. Right, and so and so in in that case, the dog tucks its tail so far, but isn't comfortable uh, rolling, and so they'll just kind of want to vanish and not yep. and not and make themselves invisible. 
So I so I have I've seen that before as a as a maybe another option to to show submission gotcha. and not just fear or not just discomfort, but generally it is associated with with fear. Okay. And Sasha's tail being down, I also call it an invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. She can walk into a dog park and if her tail is down, none of them look up. Yep. Uh it doesn't ever get very high versus Sailor naturally carries his pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um his is normally high and stiff, which is communicating to other dogs, not just that he's excited, but, you know. He's confident. And I, he's I'm dominant. team captain over yep. here. Anyone yep. want to be on this team? I'll be that way. Yeah. Um, high and excited, which you see from a lot of retrievers, like golden retrievers, you know, labs. I, I don't think that that means the same thing as Sailor's high stiff tail. No, no. And, and it's I, just high levels of excitement. And, you know, you've seen them wagging super right. fast or you're pit bull that is giving you welts because it's wagging its tail so fast against right. you that's just high levels of energy yeah yeah and, and i would i would say the most common time that i see that is from the doodles oh, at the yeah. dog park when a dog comes up to them or they race up to another dog the tail is high because they're super excited but it's waggling because they're just you know they're not trying to display um confidence or, or dominance right just high levels of excitement yep versus sasha's low calm submissive tail mm-hmm uh, and when she plays it, it starts to come up a bit and wag quickly back and forth. Right. So th- that's how you, you can read a dog's tail versus just the simple sentence. If it's wagging, they're happy. Um, that being said, uh, hackles are kind of ambiguous as well. So right before play, Sasha's hackles will go up. Right. They also go up if she's afraid. Right. And a- on a lot of dogs, they go up when they're uncomfortable and maybe uncomfortable is is kind of a a gray area too and has different branches it can shoot off into um or when they feel threatened which is i would say a a version of uncomfortable or discomfort right um or when they're about to strike a lot of a lot of dogs put their hackles up right before they're about to about to do something or um and 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 that's that's to let the the other dog or whatever creature know I am, you know, unhappy with this situation. I might strike, and you, you know, giving giving a ver- a visual signal to the other dog, you know, to not approach or not continue what they're right. what they're doing. I wouldn't even call that aggression, because if they're giving a warning like a bark or curling their lip, or a growl, or the hackles are going up, they are trying to avoid conflict first. Correct. Versus a dog that just goes in and. Has already made the decision to aggress um, without giving any of these signs. Well, okay. Interesting, though. Um, they Aggression could still happen after. Oh, yeah. That. So they could warn, and then there could be, there could be uh, an instance of, of aggression. So yeah, I, I kind of kind of misspoke there on on that. But yeah, either either way. So whether it's the the tail, um, um, you know, wagging the hackles up that by itself doesn't mean a whole one thing lot. or another. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's something to take into, into the mix. It's part of the equation, but not the, not the whole thing. Um, Let me know what you think of this. Yeah, please. I, I ask clients to think of the hackles raising like goosebumps. So you get goosebumps when you're on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. but do you also get them when someone stands too close to you in line and your, your limbic system is alerting you something might be weird sure. a, about the situation we're in right now. So, Again, they can be positive or negative, but it's high levels of excitement and maybe adrenaline. Yeah, almost a, um, a status of alert. Yeah. 
because that could be oh we're about to you know drop you know they're getting up to the top of the the peak on the roller coaster we're about to drop down so uh-huh. you, you get you get jazzed about that or uh i think i heard a really creepy sound and there's not supposed to be anyone else in the house right which would be a negative thing i would think for most people yeah so um so on on top of that then there's so the so the tail the the hackles um you know we don't we don't hear this as a myth but there's also the ears Mm. Um, i pay close attention to breathing especially when i'm walking aerial and red because if they see you know in two parts of our our neighborhood here there's two dogs that will snipe us meaning they're they're nowhere to be seen and all of a sudden boom they're right at the end of their electric fence i listen to ariel's breathing and whether she's getting excited and i don't see a dog and we're approaching this this house um so again breathing doesn't mean someone is about to jump out from the bushes and and bark at us not a person a dog um (laughs) but it 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 could mean it could mean that it could it could mean that she's no that's just recognizing pattern yes yeah that she that she's interested in something that she perceives is forthcoming so for me um when i let the dogs out in the morning i don't have a fence but we live on a lot of property with a lot of wildlife uh so one of them is normally um attached to a leash on the deck Mm -hmm. and that one goes out first and I watch their body language to tell me if I can send the others out with her without a leash. Oh, okay. Because if Icy's tail goes up and her ears are pointed into the woods, right. I'm like, eh, there's something out there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all going on a leash. Um, Sasha does the same thing. She'll kind of point with her paw. Huh. Sailor is, he just books it if right, he right. smells something. Yeah. Because he knows he can get the girls to follow him. Right. Um, so he goes out last or on the leash. Okay. Um, now the annoying thing about sailor is if he's on the leash, he doesn't even try. So I, I have to send one of the girls out to know if there's something in the woods. <laughs> right. Cause, Cause he knows what you're up to. Yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the problem with having a smart dog Yeah, is they can outfox you. Yeah. So you, you can use these body language cues, I guess is what we're saying to, you know, to recognize patterns in your life with your dog. Like you and, uh, the sniper dogs up the street and me and the herd of deer that circle the house right exactly and and to be able to um not only to recognize a pattern but then to to help figure out okay so this is one part of the equation now let me bring in the other parts let me you know see how the dog is carrying themselves are they kind of slunk low Mm -hmm. and that's what they do when they're about to pounce on another dog that they don't like or is that what they do when they're about to pounce on a dog that there's best buddies in their place. Right. So, so going into, into stealth mode, how they carry their ears, the breathing, all that, all that stuff. But um, yes, in and of itself, a tail wagging does not mean that a dog is right. happy or excited in a positive way. And right. The ha- and the hackles up doesn't mean that the dog is, you know, about to attack or necessarily frightened. So. Right, um, exactly. Okay. Well, um, you you know, I think I think there's more to this type of this type of body language podcast. So okay. I, I think I think we should go ahead and do another podcast on this. Okay. Uh, on this topic, but but I think this covers that that myth of a tail wagging and uh, and hackles. And hackles. It doesn't mean that. But so essentially, what you should take away from this is don't you know read these quick little facts and think you can uh, read your whole everything your dog is putting out there with one part of their body. Right. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of aggression, join us for the next myth podcast because we're going to be talking about the things that everyone thinks cause aggression, but don't really, not necessarily. Excellent. Um, So that's going to be myth number three. In our countdown. In our countdown. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to listen and subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout. Uh, what's Podify? It's one that just popped up. That's crazy. Yeah, there, there's a ton that I'd never heard of before. I'm like, oh, I guess we're on Podify now. Okay, like, I po- guess we're on Podify now and, and like iHeartRadio. Podcastic and all sorts of ones. So really, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. Don't forget to check out our videos on YouTube and my Instagram at Marina, the number four Good Dog Workshop. This has been Brian and Marina with Good Dog Workshop, and we thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Take care.